I'm still at a job and it just felt like my potential was limited uh, where I was. And it wasn't because of the company, it just in general, like having to work for someone else was, it just felt limiting. So I, I thought to myself, okay, in 10 years, like, do I want to look back and say, like, I didn't take the chance to just go out there and, you know, start what I want to start, right? And build what I want to build. And that that regret to me felt scarier than just taking the leap and putting it all, you know, out there on the line. Welcome to Elevate and Expand, a podcast where entrepreneurs just like you can find the community, guidance, and accountability needed to grow your business without working around the clock. As an entrepreneur, you're responsible for pretty much everything, but that does not mean you have to figure out everything on your own. In each episode, you'll discover practical frameworks and shortcuts that will eliminate confusion and boost your revenue. You'll also be motivated and inspired by hearing stories from other entrepreneurs who are on the same journey as you. I'm your host, Terry Rice, biz dev consultant and staff writer at Entrepreneur Magazine. Let's jump into today's episode. I didn't have a real plan when I left corporate other than to make money. And as a result, I struggled way more than I had to. So if you want to learn how to build your business the right way and how to make money based on who you are, not just what you do, stick around. Because today we're joined by Victoria Tolosa as she shares how she went from corporate to entrepreneur by launching her personal branding agency, Alum. You're going to learn how to stop letting fear hold you back from pursuing entrepreneurship and growing as a business owner, why delegating and seeking support are crucial for your business growth, and how personal branding is essential for building a standout business, especially if you're in a crowded industry. As a heads up, Victoria is going to share how posting on LinkedIn helped build her company. And if you'd like to learn how you can grow your business and revenue on social media, there's a free course waiting for you within the Verizon Small Business Digital Ready community. Just head to digitalready.verizonwireless.com. That's digitalready.verizonwireless.com. And again, that course is free, so do take advantage of it. And with that, let's get started. Hey, Victoria, how are you today? I am doing well. Hi, Terry. Good, good. Let's let's talk. And yes. I'm excited to have you on the show because I've seen your journey from corporate to entrepreneur, and I'm looking forward to you sharing that with our audience. But let's see this. Do you mind sharing what you're up to these days? Then we'll go back and, and talk about that transition. Yeah, absolutely. So these days, um, as of what is, has it been like maybe six, seven months ago, <laughs> I've started a personal branding agency called Loom. Uh, and we are personal brand strategists helping entrepreneurs and, um, and executives build standout personal brands online and offline. So that's what I've been doing for the last couple of months, building that out. Awesome. Well, and congrats on that. I want to hear more about it. But um, I think a lot of our listeners are thinking, hey, I want to quit my job and start my own business or I started my own business and I'm struggling to an extent. And one of the goals of this podcast is to normalize that feeling and say, hey, other people felt the same way as well. So what would help me is just the, if, and us would be if you can just share what was going through your mind when you decided to pursue entrepreneurship and then attached to that, how did you get your first client? Sure. So in terms of what was going through my head, so I was still, I was still at a job and it just felt like I was limited. My potential, I should say, 
was limited uh, where I was. And it wasn't because of the company. It just in general, like having to work for someone else was, it just felt limiting. So I, I thought to myself, okay, in 10 years, like, do I want to look back and say, like, I didn't take the chance to just go out there and, you know, start what I want to start, right? And build what I want to build. And that that regret to me felt scarier than just taking the leap and putting it all, you know, out there on the line. So that's that's what I did. That was kind of like the thought process that was going through my head. And let me let me jump in here before you get to the next part. Um, yeah, because I, I love the way you're thinking like, hey, like, what do I want to be doing in 10 years? And mm-hmm. would I regret not taking this action? So my friend uh, Dory Clark, she's a, she's an author and her mom got braces when she was around like 60 years old. Mm-hmm. And she's like, mom, aren't you kind of old? Uh, you don't have braces? <laughs> and she's like, look, in two years, no matter what, I'm going to be 62. Mm-hmm. I can be 62 with straight teeth or I can be 62 mm-hmm. with crooked teeth. <laughs> but either way, time's going to move forward. <laughs> and I like that. I'd, I rather, like that. I'd rather have straight <laughs> teeth. Yeah. So when you said that, it reminded me of what, our, what her mom said as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, this time, so this is my, technically my third company, maybe fourth mm-hmm. if you count my, like, music industry days when I was a creative, quote, unquote, entrepreneur, right? But... Mm-hmm. This is the first time in my life when I wasn't in my 20s. I wasn't without, you know, a child. Like, I had real adult, you know, responsibilities and people to take care of. And so this leap felt definitely scarier than, you know, than what I've done in the past. Uh, so it definitely took a little bit more planning, right, to, to make that leap. But I'm, I'm glad I did. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of planning went, went into that, that that you feel comfortable sharing? Yeah, I mean, definitely saving, right? Made sure that no matter what happens, I had some sort of financial runway, right? To, to take care of life. Um, so that was kind of, that was the big one. And um, I think I really, and investing in my per- my personal branding, right. And putting myself out there. And I started doing that way before, you know, this, this corporate gig ended. So I started to kind of get that going, making sure that now my name was starting to slowly be associated with right personal branding. And so those two kind of, those are the two main things that I would say that I did to, to prepare myself for, for this, the big leap. (laughs) Love it. So I know a lot of listeners want to hear the answer to this question. How did you get your first client? Funny story, actually. So, oh God, I hope he doesn't mind me telling this story. Uh-oh, but, it's going to get juicy. <laughs> no, no, no. Funny enough, I, the, I, knew, I knew my first client from before. But the way that I knew him is I applied, when I was like two, whatever, three years ago, when I was looking for work, I applied to his company like some sort of marketing position. And then we ended up still like connecting on LinkedIn and kind of over the years, more or less staying in touch. Um, And so when I started posting all about my personal branding stuff on LinkedIn, you know, that, that was where he was looking to, to, he was looking into that right for himself. And so he reached out and he was like, Hey, let's talk about this. This is kind of interesting. You know, this is something I've been thinking about, you know, a lot as well. And uh, I was actually still 
I still had a full-time job at this point. So, you know, took the phone call, connected, and he just, he was like, I don't mind being your first client. I was like, cool. (laughs) We'll kind of, we'll go through this together. And, uh, and it worked out well, still a client to this day. Yeah. I, um, I wrote a book about starting a consulting business and I had to interview hundreds of entrepreneurs to write that book. And mm-hmm. overwhelmingly, the number one source of their first client was from their network. So yeah. I always like hearing those stories because as people are listening, they might think, well, how do I get clients? You know, how do I make this happen? You probably know or you know someone who knows your first client. <laughs> so mm-hmm. just focus on having a good offer right now. And then from mm-hmm. there, you can get into the whole uh, attraction of more clients. But um, but I'm, I'm glad to hear that story from you. And let's 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 go deeper. So it's, things started out well. You know, you landed your mm-hmm. first client and luckily it's someone who knew you already. But I'd love to hear about some of the struggles that you've had, not in a morbid way, just to kind of just <laughs> right. kind of open the hood a little bit here. So what are some of the challenges that you've had uh, during entrepreneurship and how have you uh, overcome them? Well, in terms of like just the company itself, really understanding what are my products, what are my service offerings and how do I package this up? And it took a lot of conversations, right? It took a lot of uh, like conversations with other people who provide services. I mean, we talked, <laughs> right? Um, and then it, it also took conversations with prospects. So every time we spoke, I'm taking, I'm like really doing like customer research, right? Yes, mm-hmm. we're talking about what issues they're facing and I'm kind of like, you know, taking notes. And based on what I was hearing from them, it, that really helped inform my, my product uh, packaging and the service packaging strategy. And, you know, and I feel like it's, I don't want to say it's forever evolving, but it's not like I'm still, I'm still perfecting it as, as we go um, and as, you know, as I'm building. So that was kind of one of the, I would say, more prominent challenges in the, in the beginning. Um, and I think one thing is, you know, nine to five, and I knew this, I knew this was coming, but, um, nine to five, you're done at five and then you're off to, you know, doing whatever else you have going on in your life. It's rare, at least at the company where I worked, they were very, like very respectful of work-life balance. So once that was over, it was over, right? Now it's like 24 seven, you know, when I am not working, I'm working because I'm thinking about work. Like there's weekends, you know, and I, I'm a single mom, like me, like dedicating my week. Yeah, that was, that was tough. Uh, definitely lots of conversations, you know, with my son and trying to figure out some sort of quote unquote work-life balance, right? So that I am still being a good mom and being there for him when he needs me. So yeah, that was, that's still part of the challenge. Still working on it. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you ever find a balance. I mean, I have, I have four kids and I've been doing this like almost 10 years and I still haven't found the balance. So I, mm-hmm. I, um, I think it's the, um, pursuit and awareness of the need for a balance that really counts. It's not mm-hmm. saying, okay, I got it. You know, I'm, I'm perfect. And, mm-hmm. and I think that goes along with entrepreneurship in general, but let's go back to how you, how you started. I mean, I think it's brilliant that you were willing to have conversations with other 
other service providers because, mm-hmm. first of all, you remove a lot of doubt, but you can save a lot of time, too, just by being in contact with these individuals. And then also doing audience research. I think that's one of those things that I've seen a lot of people just skip for some reason. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I have this really great idea for this, this service. And I'm like, well, who else said it was a great idea? Like, anyone? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyone? Mm-hmm. But let's um let's keep on talking about your growth because... Again, a lot of things you did just right, you know, doing the right research, having the right conversations. Did you have to learn any new skills, like maybe like backend stuff, how to make one tool work with another or like something else that's like kind of more behind the scenes? And how did you learn these skills, if so? Well, definitely in choosing kind of what's the tech stack, right? What am I going to, what technology and I'm, am I going to use uh, to kind of efficiently run the process behind the scenes. Well, first of all, I had to figure out what the process was <laughs> and then find right the right technology to um, be able to execute that process. So lots of, lots of new kind of things there, lots of trial and error and trying to figure out, well, ha- what happens when you click here? I mean, you know, so I just end up clicking a whole bunch of stuff, <laughs> hoping, right? Nothing breaks down. But yeah, learning about the new technology and figuring out what will serve its, you know, purpose for what, for what I'm trying to build and what's not. So that, that was a big learning thing. And in working with the clients, the development of that process is also somewhat kind of trial and error. I had, you know, I had a, I guess I would say a pretty solid idea, but again, I was very flexible. I was, I was seeing kind of, all right, well, this, uh, this meeting didn't quite work the way that I wanted it to work. Maybe we shouldn't do this during the meeting. Maybe we should put that towards our next call because we didn't really have enough time to properly address it during this call. Right. So like figuring out kind of what is that going to be? And like I said, I had a really great first client. He was like, I, I know how this goes. Let's just, let's just do it. And he was very good about giving me feedback, right. As to kind of what his experience was like, on the client side. And so that was really, really helpful. It's interesting that you say that because um, I think that's the benefit of being upfront about being somewhat new is Mm -hmm. everyone's not going to expect you to have everything put together and they can give you constructive Mm -hmm. feedback that helps you improve. But um, my first response to feedback is normally denial or that person doesn't know what they're talking about. Like that's just like, <laughs> that's number one. Um, and then once I get my, my thoughts together, I'm like, okay, what can I learn from this? So I'm mm-hmm. curious, uh, do you mind sharing if possible, like one specific thing you learned about how to restructure or how you engage with clients based on just getting those reps in initially? Hmm. I would say, you know, one of the things is I'm, I, I'm a marketer, right? Like I have a marketing background and sometimes if I get all into the kind of like the marketing lingo, I might lose the, the client. And a lot of the times, you know, back before, before this agency, I'm talking to other marketing people. Yeah. So we can talk the lingo back and forth and everybody understands. But here it's like break, being able to break down these concepts in a way, because you're working with people, right? These are, per, this is personal branding. You're working with people and some of them are, some of them know some, a few things here and that, right, about marketing, but a lot of them don't. So it's understanding how to, how to break down some of these concepts and the process and kind of what comes first, right, second, and so on to them so that they, they feel comfortable. And you, you know, 
I need to make sure that they clearly understand what's going on so that they can give me the information, right, that I need to make sure that I can properly help them present themselves, right, to the world. So if if I do too much marketing jumbo mumbo, I'm not going to get the right answers, right, that are going to help me do kind of what I do. That's really bright. I mean, what I used to do is I would run things by my wife, who's not like in the industry. She works in the wine industry and say, does mm-hmm. this make sense to you? Mm-hmm. And if it didn't, I would change it um, <laughs> so right. that she could mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. Um, what I was saying. But let's talk more about your clients in general. Do, is there a favorite success story that you feel comfortable sharing as well? So what was their their problem? What solution did you deliver? If you're okay with mm-hmm. talking about that. Yeah, I think um, one of my kind of favorite um, situations clients uh, was is someone who he's brilliant. Uh, he's got such an amazing story, like kind of building his business from scratch and um, just helping him a be able to communicate that, right. Get clear on what that story is. And, and again, like I said, being able to communicate that seeing kind of like how much excitement that clarity produces. And then at like, then once we got to like the growth, the brand growth stage, kind of seeing how many, how many people it resonates with and resonated with. Right. And um, just seeing him like be really, really excited. Cause I know he's very proud of what he's built and proud of his journey. So just being able to see that um, and the, the response uh, from, from everyone, like internally in his company and externally, just industry-wide has been really, really rewarding. And just in general, like another story is just people are afraid to get on LinkedIn, right? And they don't know what to say and they don't know how to say it. And it's, it's mind boggling to me, you know, these people manage like 300 employees. <laughs> like they're like, I'm scared of LinkedIn. Right. So <laughs> Seeing kind of seeing that the LinkedIn piece, for example, uh, of come together for them and being able to kind of coach them by developing brand clarity, right, and just clarity around what what they what their messaging has been, and seeing them execute on LinkedIn has been really, really incredible. Yeah, I think that's the benefit of our line of work is you see immediate impact from your work. And you mm-hmm. own it. You're saying like, mm-hmm. I did this. I wasn't just on some big team and I did like this one thing. It's like, no, I did the mm-hmm. whole thing. And um, mm-hmm. there's a great sense of pride you can have from that. But let's um, double click on the whole LinkedIn thing. I too am baffled when people won't create content on LinkedIn because it's the best platform if you're an entrepreneur mm-hmm. to get leads and grow your network. And I always say, look, if you have a relatively small audience right now and you put up a post, not that many people are going to see it. So you can mess up all you want. And still mm-hmm. have time to hone your craft before your audience grows. So I, 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 I'm wondering what the, why people hesitate so much. But what would you say to someone who's listening to this and saying, hey, that's me. I don't want to post either. What would you say to encourage them to start sharing their voice more? Man, there's really the only way to do it is just to do it. <laughs> there's really no way um, around it. I would say maybe start posting content that feels safer, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. right? So maybe share some sort of industry insight. Like maybe you don't have to share some more of like your personal stuff, right? So maybe start with that or like repost an article, although not advised, 
for whatever reasons, right? But still, like that might be that might feel safer, right? To, to someone who's just starting out on LinkedIn. So maybe do that. And then you kind of, you start to build your confidence. And then maybe the next step is like posting something a little bit more personal, right? Maybe not like directly related to kind of what you do for, for a living and you know, all that. So that's, that's great advice. And I think even the point about being personal, personal, uh, you don't have to go into the deep end, right? Personal could be, here's this book I'm reading, right? And it could be a book about your industry. You know, it doesn't have to be like something that really reviews too much of your outside life. But um, I said this earlier, you know, like the, that's how you get paid for who you are and not just wh- who, what you do by establishing your, your personal brand. And we all actually have a personal brand. Personal mm-hmm. branding is how we influence the narrative and you help people do that. But let's, um, let's keep rolling along here. I got two more questions for you. I don't want to keep you too long, but um. Next one is this. Um, what is one lesson about entrepreneurship that you, you wish you learned sooner? Uh, definitely, you can't do this on your own. Like, that's just not going to happen. Uh, maybe up to a certain point, but you have to start leaning into people. And actually, this was a huge mistake that I made with another company that I was building. Um, this time around, I'm not playing, <laughs> not playing anymore, but uh, it, it, it at a previous company that I started, I was just trying to do too much on my own instead of leaning into my main skill set, which was marketing and branding, right? I was also, you know, doing, I was like a, it was an early childhood development company. So like, I was also typing out those brochures, like all of a sudden, you know, I'm an early child development specialist. Like, you know, it's just, I was doing too much all by myself. And that really, limited my growth and eventually that company did not it you know i ended up shutting it down so this time around making sure that i start delegating and hiring early um so that i don't face that same challenge and make that same mistake for sure yeah i think that's an issue that a lot of entrepreneurs face initially is they're thinking well, I can't afford to pay anyone because I'm not, not making any money yet. And I would mm-hmm. say, look, if you have anything, even like, you know, a couple hundred bucks a month to get a virtual assistant, that would be helpful, as well as joining communities of other entrepreneurs that can support you as well, because you can find these mentors who are actually your peers and mm-hmm. learn from them and avoid some of the mistakes they made as well. So I, I, I dig that. But as everyone's listening, I'm sure they're thinking, well, how can I learn more about Victoria? So can you tell us more about how you help people and where they uh, where they can contact you? Absolutely. So you can definitely find me on LinkedIn. So it's uh, linkedin.com, I think backslash, right? And and my handle is Victoria Tolosa. So Victoria spelled just as it sounds. And my last name is Tolosa, which is T-O-L-L-O-S-S-A. So that's where you can find me. I'm posting content a few times a week. Um, and that's how you can also contact me if you'd like to uh, work with me. All right. Victoria, thank you so much for this. It's been amazing. I, I appreciate you. And I'm um, looking forward to watching you continue to, uh, to ascend. Every episode, we're going to end with a next step. So you can walk away from our time together with one concrete action item to help build your business faster and with less confusion. So here's your next step for this week. Write and publish one LinkedIn post that shows one side of your personality. That's it. Like Victoria said, the only way to get started is to just to get started. And posting in a more personal way does not mean you have to share your diary on LinkedIn. 
Just start with sharing your unique perspective on something in your industry that you care about. After you've shared your post, add the link to the Elevate and Expand Slack channel in the Verizon Small Business Digital Ready community. I'll be sure to engage with it and give you a shout out for completing your next step. Not a member yet? You can join for free at digitalready.verizonwireless.com. And after you sign up, click the Community tab and then follow the prompts to join the Slack community. I look forward to seeing you in there. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch up with you next time. And that's it for today. For show notes and information about our guest, visit terryrice.co backslash elevate. This podcast is presented by Verizon Small Business Digital Ready, a free community that offers courses, mentorship, networking, and grants created just for small businesses. To join the platform, visit digitalready.verizonwireless.com. That's digitalready.verizonwireless.com. And hey, if you found value in this episode, help us spread the word to other entrepreneurs by subscribing and leaving a review. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch up with you next time.